you know, if you read Romans one and you stop there, you're gonna think this is horrible. Yeah. This right, book, right. This don't book stop there. Sucks. Keep like, going. I don't yes. want to read this book anymore. Yeah. And it's like, well, I don't blame you if that's where you yeah. stop. Mm-hmm. But keep reading. Yeah. And and you're gonna start seeing how what what you see in Romans one and what you what so many people avoid, what we don't want to talk about. What, what seems to be so harsh is actually going to be the precursor to what is something so beautiful and so good. Hey, everybody. I'm Lindsay. I'm Suzanne. And welcome to the Find and Follow podcast, where our goal is to help you engage your faith outside of Sunday. So we're in week three of our Pure Gospel series, which we've been taking a look at the Book of Romans. And we're joined today by our friend Travis. Travis, I know you've been here before, but can you tell us a little bit about who you are? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So one of the pastors here at New City, and my role is serving outside the walls of our church, both Mm. locally and globally. Awesome. It's exciting. Fun role. Glad to have you with us, Travis. Yes, we're glad you're here. Glad to be. So this past Sunday, um, Chris and Gabe really landed and talked through Romans 1, 18 through 32. So yeah, I would easy love easy passage. Easy, so, super easy. So passage. light. So, <laughs> so <yeah>. light. <laughs> good. So I would love to have a conversation just about Let's those verses. Um, so both Gabe and Chris kind of opened up their sermon and they talked about what it's like to receive good news and mm. bad news, which is yeah. ultimately what the bottom line was. So I would love to just hear mm. your preference. Yeah. Do you want the bad news first or the I good want news? The good news or the bad news news first. Yeah, I thought about this uh, even when I heard that. I was like, well, I, I think I'm typically, like most people, I think I want the bad, but I was yeah. really more curious. I Sometimes I'll I'll switch it up and I say, well, let's start with the good. Let's let's change it up, right? Okay. But mm-hmm. I think generally I, I lean towards the bad, but I was really interested is why. Why do, I, why do we go towards the bad, right? And I guess people have different reasons for this. Maybe it's because they can soften the blow first if they can just okay well if i can just get through that the bad part then okay then then only good news is going to follow and maybe maybe that's the most people but i was i I found myself thinking about it i was like you know i i wonder if the reason why i and others say well give me the bad news first is is because i i long for this hope of control right that if Mm. i can if really if i can just hear the bad then i can i can set myself up I can process and get myself in this state where I say, okay, now, now that I'm good, now I'm ready for you to tell me what's bad here. And I, I just was in, intrigued by that, by the motivation. Mm-hmm. I was like, why do we do that? And maybe there's multiple reasons, but for me, I was like, I think it's control for me. I think it's, I think it's okay. Now that I know the problem, I know what to do. And then you can only just give me good news from that. So I don't know if that's how you guys No, feel, I appreciate that's... that. I think yeah. I totally go toward, let me know how bad it is so I can figure out what I can do. Yep. I can make a plan. I can, you know, I start yeah. thinking of options and how to handle things. Yeah. And so, yes, it is completely about control. Which is interesting because when you are asked that question, I find like I'm not actually even that curious about the good. I, I'm, yeah. I'm really, once I hear the bad news, I'm, I become so fixated on it. I'm like, then the, the good news is like, it's almost a secondary thing for me. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, the good news is really irrelevant to me. It's all about the bad news and how mm. I'm going to fix it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And and what am I going to do to respond to that? And I can use the good mm. news as, as a piece to kind of come alongside and help me. But I find so often that I'm like, I just want to know the bad because my instant thought is, how do I mm. fix it? How do I control it? How do I yeah. come into that? Mm-hmm. Or it's like when you hear the bad news, I've never thought about this, so thank you for bringing this up. But it's like when I hear the bad news first, I feel I find myself bracing for the good news. 
Yeah. I'm like, is this like, what right. is the good news? You know, is it gonna mm. save it? it? How be? good can it be? Yeah. Yes, that's what's, exactly. What's the point, right? Yeah, that's really good. Why not just tell me the bad news and yeah. I'll discover the good news later? Interesting. Right. Yeah, yeah that's, that's good. Um, do you have an example or a time when you had to pick? Or someone said, Travis. Oh yeah. Do you want the good news uh, or the bad news? About every day. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> do you own a home or a car? Yeah, oh right, my gosh. Right, right. Seriously. Yeah. No, I mean, it, I mean, it is it's everything, right? It, it's you start thinking about this, and and we may not frame. You may not be asked that question directly mm. every day, but mm -hmm. if you think about it, it's pretty much every day mm. you get these scenarios, right? So, it's you take everything from like taking my dog to the vet, and it's like, well. You want the good news or the bad news? Well, the vet doesn't say that. They're like, well, here's here's what's happening and here's what we can do. That's another mm -hmm. way of saying mm -hmm. here's the bad, here's the good, right? So it's like I take my dog into the vet two weeks ago. It's like, well, mm. you know, got this really bad infection. Mm. Um, about the only thing they're ever going to be able to do is remove it, right? So you have everything from that, which, you know, is – I love my dog to death, but it's insignificant compared to other events in life. Like, hey, you know, your dad has been diagnosed with Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. the bad. Here's the good yeah. that, well, you know, mm -hmm. he, most people die with Parkinson's, not mm -hmm. from it. Right? right. So it's so you're constantly mm -hmm. going in and out of these scenarios yeah. every day. It's like, yeah. um, and, and I don't think we, we take time to really realize that. Like you're constantly sitting in this state of balancing the good and the bad right. and where do I want to go with it mm -hmm. yeah that's really good thanks for sharing that yeah. um Chris kind of alluded to this in his message and so did Gabe as well but that we're going to spend the next few weeks talking about brokenness mm -hmm. um and really brokenness um in the letter of the Romans brokenness to the Gentile people of the Jewish people mm -hmm. and then really to everyone yeah. and so um Gabe kind of defined brokenness as we've forgotten. We yeah. have forgotten God. And so what are ways that we have forgotten God? Hmm. Maybe you have forgotten God. Well, it's it's certainly a good definition if you think, because how many times throughout the mm. Bible is God calling people to remember, right? Do, mm. do a word yes. search about the mm -hmm. word remember in scripture, and you'll be amazed at just how often God is calling people to come back to that to that notion of, of remembering and 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 so to take that idea of well so where do we forget um, it's interesting even in, in Romans that you know Paul kind of takes us to the very beginning right and as I think about where do we forget I, I'm there's a lot of ways that we forget God but I think one of the things I was thinking about when we were preaching through Romans um, yesterday and and as I've read through it multiple times is um, you know, we, we, I think we devalue history sometimes and, and we forget that God has always been there from the beginning. Mm -hmm. and, and I think we forget that this story, this everything that we're a part of began with the original author. Everything started with him. And, and so I, I think one of the things that, that I forget sometimes is like, I like to find myself in the middle of the story mm -hmm. and fail to realize that it's, it's mm -hmm. it, that it's actually a very small part of the it's very good. longer story. Mm -hmm. And so when you read Romans and you hear this, how people have quickly turned away and, mm -hmm. and this path, this downward spiral that's discussed in Romans 1, you know, I think we forget that, like, mm -hmm. go to the very beginning, 
what is it that God ultimately wanted? What was he ultimately about? What was he trying to achieve in that, in that very beginning? And he had a plan and it was all really, really good. There was purpose. There was design. It was flawless. And, and where we have distorted that and where we have exchanged that God hasn't, that's, what's amazing to me is like, the plan is still there. Mm-hmm. The, the, the original design, the, and God will always achieve what he wants to achieve. And, and so I think for, for me, where I forget God is like, it's still his story. He's still going to do what he wants. It's still going to happen. And yet he, he, he allows us to go down these, these paths, these broken paths mm-hmm. of everything. And, and that brokenness is, is so easily amplified when we just forget that who God is and what he's doing, yeah. right? That mm-hmm. we forget um, that he's actually involved in every single intricate detail mm-hmm. of our lives, right? Yeah. That every single part matters mm-hmm. to him. And it mm-hmm. always has. It's mm-hmm. always been that way since the very beginning. And so for me, I, I have to remember, like, as I'm going to think about my brokenness, and I'm going to think about um, that is remember that the brokenness was never intended. Mm-hmm. And the brokenness has right. design and it has a path forward yeah, to go good. forward. Well, like what you were talking, it made me think of even your answer to the first question of control, mm. you know? And mm. so like for me, when I, I forget God, when I want to control mm-hmm. my own story. So, yeah. um, but you made a comment about this at the beginning, just like, oh, these verses were super, you know, super mm. light. And so um, really want to kind of acknowledge the tension that these verses yeah. bring. Um, and I, I really loved how both Chris and, and Gabe acknowledged this, that these verses mm-hmm. are personal for mm-hmm. some people. Yeah. And um, Chris talked about how the intention of these verses are not to bring harm or to sting, but really to help. And so, Travis, like, what do we do when we come across verses like this in Scripture? Yeah, and, you know, I'm I'm proud that we, first mm-hmm. off, address mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. right? And that is such a cultural trend. Um, I've, I've literally heard from the mouths of pastors, I don't want to address those because it'll hurt our church, mm-hmm. and it will hurt uh, population growth, all these things. And um, which is sad to me um, because these are difficult verses. These mm-hmm. are especially in our day and age today and, and what we're dealing with culturally. And, um, and yet I come back to one of those, those great truths, which is um, truth and clarity is kindness. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and what is true is actually kind. Okay. And, and it's so interesting that we do this. We're willing to accept that in a lot of areas of life, um, and yet in so many things we're not right? right. So it'd be so much easier. You know, I, I love what, you know, Thomas Jefferson, right. He, he was known for taking verses out of the Bible that he didn't like. And, mm-hmm. uh, and others have done that as well. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, we have Bible teachers and leaders today that are, they're not getting scissors out, but they're yeah. specifically choosing not to come to these passages mm-hmm. or if they do very lightly address them and not take it. So I think for me, when, when I think about coming to a difficult passage like Romans 1, um, there, there's what we should do and there's what we shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I think about what we shouldn't do, well, what we shouldn't do is dismiss it. Mm-hmm. And what we shouldn't do is say, this is difficult, this is hard, I don't understand it, I may not agree with it, so 
I think the best option is not to discuss it, right? Mm. Uh, which was never intended. Mm. That, that's never how I think this is not, it's not fair to Paul, by the way. It's like, you can't say, hey, he wrote this letter from prison and he's like, well, hey, read this out loud to everybody, except the parts you don't like. Then if you want to skip over that, that's fine. Well, that's, that's not, <laughs> it's not very honoring to him and it's certainly not honoring to God's word. Mm. So I think the worst thing that we can um, not do is is to say well I, I just want to dismiss it I want to I want to mm. push it out of the way and um, like what I was sharing earlier I think what what I'm seeing a lot of times now is I don't want to be judged by this I don't mm-hmm. want this to be brought into our culture I don't I'm, I'm scared of how it will be received mm-hmm. uh, which is ironic given you know mm-hmm. that's exactly what Jesus was about right mm-hmm. that's exactly who he was like yeah. think about this for a second that the most offensive person in history, you could argue, is Jesus. Mm, right. I mean, he really is. Like the things he said and he did, um, to many, not all, but to many, was extremely offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, he he possessed truth and he possessed love and clarity. And that's that's where I come to. So then, so what do we do? So you know, what, what we shouldn't do is avoid it and and push it mm-hmm. off to the side and not care about it and not address it. But what we should do is come into it. And I think I come back to this question of why. So you, you read these verses, and, and I, for me, I've had to ask myself, so why is this important to God? Mm. Why, why did Paul write these in there? What's mm. the motivation behind that? And that's, if you think about the question of why, why is the single most important question, right? Mm. When, when, you, when you have a story, when you have an event, yes, people like to know who, what, when, where, even how sometimes, but really the ultimate question that we all want to know is why. Mm-hmm. So why is it that God cares about these things? Why is it that he's saying these things? And, and that's where I think we have to lean into. And w- but here's what I would say is that when you do that, when you are willing to say, why is God addressing this cultural topic? Why is God saying yes to this and no to this? What is that all about? Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, culturally, we see, well, it's, it's rooted in hatred. It's rooted in bigotry. It's rooted in narrow-mindedness. It's, it's rooted in, you know, some form of hyper-control religious faction. But when you actually look at it, it has nothing to do with it, yeah. right? right? That, that this is actually God's intent and his design mm-hmm. and, and why God designed certain things a certain way is because he has purpose for it. Mm-hmm. And he has uh, love and care for his people, um, e- even by the way, when they break free from that, mm-hmm. right? Which is, it, it's this classic, but you know, if you read Romans 1 and you stop there, you're gonna think, This is horrible. Yeah. This right, book, right. This <laughs> don't book stop there. Sucks. Keep like, going. I don't yes. want to read this book anymore. Yeah. And it's like, Well, I don't blame you if that's where you yeah. stop, mm-hmm. but keep reading. Yeah. And, and you're gonna start seeing how what, what you see in Romans 1 and what you, what so many people avoid, what we don't want to talk about, what what seems to be so harsh is actually going to be the precursor to what is something so beautiful and so good. Mm-hmm. And that the, the motivation and the heart behind God is far deeper than what you may realize yeah. in those verses. Yeah, that's really good. I really like that. I think that's a really good word. Just like I think it's so easy to read scripture, whether you mean to or not, through the lens of like the political lens or cultural we lens or the do. lens that we mm-hmm. all do. And Everybody so I love does. that. You're like, no, actually look at it through the lens of like yeah. the character of God, you know, and who God is. So that's yeah. great. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, okay, so verse 18 describe um, describes God's anger. Mm. Um, and the, the words in um, the NLT is, but God shows his anger. Mm. 
So what makes God angry? And why is that verse kind of like, um, why does that hard to read or bring tension? Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's an interesting topic to, mm-hmm. to when you think about the emotions of God. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what is this infinite, you know, being that you can't see how does he have emotions? What does that look like? And it's that's another podcast for another day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when when you look at anger from God, it's once again it's it's another word st- study, right? Go yes. look up mm-hmm. God and mm-hmm. anger in Scripture, mm-hmm. and you'll see yeah. it. Um, and yet, that's another topic that uh, is quickly easily seen as gosh, this just looks like a vengeful, mean, yeah. terrible God. And just read the Old Testament. How can you not mm-hmm. see this? Why wouldn't you see that part of God? And yet, because you're failing to read it yeah. all, you're, you're failing to see that, um, once again, what causes the anger? Mm-hmm. What is the motivation behind the anger? Mm-hmm. And I actually read that verse and it encourages me. Mm-hmm. And and why that is, is because, it, yes, it's a negative, technically it's a negative verse, right? You're using a negative word like anger. It angers God. So well, that, why should that encourage you? The reason it should encourage you is because you see the true heart of God in that, right? That God is so moved when he sees evil done towards his people mm-hmm. or by his people that it moves him to a place of anger, right? And Yes, we can. I think we we typically associate anger with negative outcomes, right? If I get angry and I lose my temper and I yell at somebody, or I, you know, even worse, right? People turn their anger into violence or whatever that looks like. Well, of course, that's that's not a good example. But but anger doesn't always turn that way. Mm-hmm. Anger actually can motivate people to to do something better, mm-hmm. right? If I'm angry, if I see an injustice and that angers me and I want to move towards fixing that, well, that's, there we go. Yeah. That, by the way, that's the exact same that thing that we're about to read in Romans is that mm-hmm. the anger of God is, is motivates him to do some, the most amazing, beautiful, loving yeah. act that's ever. And that's when we get into Romans mm-hmm. four, five, six, seven, and eight. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think when we look at anger, what we need to remember is that, um, why is God angry? Well, he's angry because it's just like a, a parent towards their child or, or towards our friends or whoever else that when we see something happen to them that shouldn't be, that wasn't intended for them, and we see the effects that it has. I mean, this this is what's so sad to me, why I can't be on social media too much anymore is um, I just see the lies and the, and the things that people pursue. And they don't realize how much their life is being destroyed mm-hmm. by the things. And and I think that's what God is communicating to us. Mm-hmm. Is like he's, he's angered, he's moved because of the evil that's inflicted and done by other people, and that's not what he wants mm-hmm. because the other great emotion of God is that God is love, mm-hmm. right? It's And by the way, that's really cool. It's not that God has love. Mm-hmm. He that is he is love, love mm-hmm. right? And and that's just, a, and you can say the same thing, right? That that God has, he is the full embodiment of these emotions yeah. at his deep core. Yeah, that's good. We have those things, but he is those things. Yeah, I love that. I mean, anger, when we talk about God's anger, it's not an emotional rage. Um, right. And I love that they, Chris and Gabe talked about this, that um, God's anger is his righteous response to sin. And it's a steadfast that's opposition right. to evil and creation yeah. destroying itself. And so... Yeah. Um, and I love this and you exactly, you said this, Travis, but like, I love that God can hold anger, um, and be opposed to evil while also at the same time 
um, hold like have a desire for us to come back to him, you know? And and so it's like that at the same, and so sometimes as humans, at least me, I have a hard time holding two things that feel opposite at the same time. Yeah. How do we do that? How do we do that? (laughs) But it's like, he's making a way. And also he's like, um, he's opposed to evil, you know, but he's making a way. So I like loved that. I really appreciated Mm -hmm. that, that Chris shared. Yeah. Well, you like the motivation Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. it puts in him to continue to draw us back to himself. Mm -hmm. And I think tension is super hard for us. Mm Um, and maybe that's part of that we yeah. want control. And so when things are in tension, it's, it, it makes mm-hmm. it more difficult, but yeah. God, God can sit in that and be okay with that yeah. and still pursues yeah. us. Yeah. And I, I would argue that we can't, mm-hmm. that, that in and of ourselves, we can't sit simultaneously in anger and love together. No, we can't. Uh, we try mm-hmm. now. The good news is the power of the Holy Spirit that lives within us, we can. Right. But I truly believe that mankind is incapable of, of balancing those two things because, yes, once again, you see God and he can be flat out angry sometimes. Or, yes, read the Old Testament, read what he does. And, and yet his anger is justified it is good and it is ultimately rooted in love mm-hmm. and yet if you give that same power and ability to, to most people they can't do that yeah. we, we can't balance that and and I'm no I'm no better right if I if I find myself in anger mm. and it's even but I'm motivated by good I I have to be very careful mm. because I, I I'll, I want to find one or the other yeah. but I can't seem to balance them as mm. well as he can that's really good that's really good um, Romans 1 uh, 21 through 23 talks about worship and that every person we were made to worship and that worship is ascribing value to someone or something. It's a response to something. Yep. And so Chris kind of talked through like the spiritual perspective is that worship is responding to God's revelation. So we're responding to the ways that God has made himself known to us. Yeah. And I love this. And this is a quote from Chris. He's like, anything or anyone else that is not God cannot bear the weight of your worship. Your worship weighs something. Mm-hmm. So would love if you could unpack that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and what good things do we worship and why mm-hmm. is that not a good thing? That's right. God brings the the Hebrews out of Israel mm-hmm. or out of Egypt, sorry. And, uh, you know, he instantly creates their constitution. And what's the very first rule? Mm-hmm. You shall have no other God before mm-hmm. me. And I keep coming back to this, but it's once again, why? Why is it that he does that, all right? And a lot of people want to say, well, God, see, he's so egotistical. God is just so much about himself, and he just wants so much. And and you take a step back and you realize, oh, my gosh, that's brilliant, because he knows no one else can bear that weight. And, and, and that's – if you stop and think about this, you realize how true that statement is because yeah. – you can't. No, no one can bear that because, and there's a very, very simple reason why, is you were not designed to do so. Yes, amen. We're incapable of doing that. Now, culturally, the the complete opposite is what's told, right? Gain as many followers as you can. Gain as oh, many, so you know, find mm-hmm. as much appreciation. And yet, how many disaster stories are out there? Right, no one can fully bear that weight, right? And and so God is actually in that. He's not saying, "I I want you to worship me and me alone," Mm -hmm. um, because you know I'm this ego. God doesn't need anything. He 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 doesn't need our worship. That was never intended. Mm -hmm. He's that's that's illogical based on the nature of who he is. Mm -hmm. He does that because one, he's motivated by his own love to show us and bring us something better. 
and say, and he knows that, look, as soon as you do that, as soon as you worship these other things, as soon as you place other things, not only is it bad for you, right? Because you are now losing your focus. You're, you're putting your things and you're valuing things that ultimately don't matter as much. And you're actually adding weight to the other people that, that, that they're not intended to, to receive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're incapable of doing that. Well, we can't carry what was not intended for us. And I think like Chris mentioned, Mm -hmm. we do it with maybe with our spouse. We do it with kids. We put our worship on people um, or on an organization and they weren't made for that. Mm -hmm. And therefore it will crumble um, or it will crumble the person. In a really hard way. And it pretty much always does. Right. Yeah, that's really good. And it may not be so, uh, sometimes it's a little more subtle. Mm -hmm. You know, we see Mm -hmm. big examples of this. We see churches fall. We Mm -hmm. see organizations fall. We see relationships crumble. Um, And those are definitely the more overt examples. But but I do think there is, to your point, Suzanne, like this idea that it, it will ultimately fall in some way. Mm-hmm. You just may not be always be aware of it. Right. Oh, that's good. It's really good. Well, I want to come back like full circle as we kind mm-hmm. of wrap up our time together. So um, a part of the good news of Jesus is understanding the bad news. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line this week is that you cannot know how good the good news is without knowing the bad news. Mm-hmm. I would love if you unpack that and like, what's that yeah. mean for us, Travis? Yeah. Well, it's unfortunate that that's true. Mm-hmm. I believe that's true. Um, that once again, so much of the scripture, so many of the um, books in the New Testament follow this this layout here. That well, let's let's kind of get to the bad mm-hmm. so that you can understand how the good how good the good really is. Um, which that's just another example of well, shouldn't we just be able to know all the good and pursue the good? And that's just not the case, mm-hmm. right? That um, God has chosen for us to experience brokenness, experience pain and all that. Um, and that's, that's hard. Yeah. I don't, I sometimes wish that wasn't the case. In fact, I often wish that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet I think in his infinite wisdom, he knows that's, that's how he gains, gets our attention. Yeah. Um, that he knows the only way sometimes for you to really grasp the greatest truth is is realizing just how true it really is mm-hmm. compared to all the bad that we're experiencing. I think another thing that I, I often do is when I hear the bad news, one of the ways I control is mm-hmm. it's not that bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, it's not okay. I so fix it. Yeah, yeah. Well, so really what we're dealing with here is an issue of perspective. So you're you're mm-hmm. saying yes, it's this bad. I'm telling you, well, okay. And it's just interesting that, like, we read Romans 1, and Paul says, <laughs> I got to show you just how bad it really is because mm. you don't know. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're failing to understand just how deep your depravity is. Mm. If we stay there, it's miserable. Yeah. But that's not where the story ends. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not where. Um, so the bad news is in its in own beautiful way is actually a setup to the most amazing thing there is. And one day, I, I believe, we'll, those who know Jesus, we'll, we will be in heaven, and we will never have to experience the evil again. Mm-hmm. That's going to be amazing, Amen. and I can't wait for that day. Um, but that doesn't mean that the pain and the suffering and the evil that we experience today can't be turned into something good. Mm-hmm. That that there, the setup 
is actually really and intricately designed by God, mm. that it's bringing us to someplace really cool to me. Mm-hmm. I love that. Amen. That's beautiful. That's good news. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is good I love news. that we get to end yeah. on that note. Yeah. But Well, Travis, thanks so much for yeah. being here. Would you mind closing us in some prayer? I would love to close in prayer always. Yeah, and yeah Jesus, we are thankful for your truth. Um, we, we come to a book like Romans and this part of Romans, and we deal with these difficult topics. And, oh, how our world longs to just create a, a place where there is we can all just say there is no truth there is um, relativism all around us and yet that's not who you are because you care for us you you have design you have purpose and you want to bring the truth that brings us freedom and joy that is found in you and so i i'm just asking this week that um, we come back to your motivations that we come back to this idea that you have purpose and design and it's all based in love and that we would not be afraid to live out the truth of who you are and, and the word that you have for us. And we're going to trust that you would use that faithfulness and that desire to follow you no matter what um, to ultimately bring ourselves and others closer to you. And so we're thankful again that uh, in all of our brokenness, Father, is as deep and as difficult as, as this part of Romans is, uh, it's actually a very small portion of what's ahead. As, as we'll see later on, that, that in all of that, mm. you're not finished, and you never will be. Mm. To that end, we're thankful. Amen. 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 Thank you, Travis. Thank you all for listening. You can find this episode wherever you find podcasts.